Welcome to the Token Trans. What do I say? <laughs> Welcome to the Token Trans podcast, where we talk life, love, and getting high. Grab a J and join us. We do not condone the consumption of illicit activities with anyone under the age of 21. Happy Sunday, everybody. <laughs> it's your favorite day of the week with your two favorite Token Trans guys. How are you doing? How are you doing, Bo? I'm doing good. I just got this new sweater, so. Yes, I love The first that. time I'm covering my chest. <laughs> Normally, Bo is showing his wonderful physique, but this time he's got the sweater because we're going to be teaching you guys a lesson. We're going to be, we're going to try. We're going to teach you what we know. How about that? <laughs> and you can also help us learn in the comments by helping us learn together because that's what we're doing. Right, Bo? I'm a college dropout, so <laughs> me too. Also, awesome. both cool. of us are college dropouts, but you know we're living our best lives, so whatever. So we're doing um, vocabulary. Yeah, right. Some There's a lot of terms, a lot of terms, a lot of things, a lot of acronyms. Yeah, definitely, ac definitely acronyms. There's, and it can be a little confusing at first if you don't know the what these words mean, especially if you're like related to someone who's in the community, or if you're new to the community yourselves. I've found myself, I've found, I've found myself in these situations where these like words are brought up, and I, where I think I know what what the majority of them mean and then in when they use them in conversation i'm like ooh, they lost me so i'm hoping yeah. that this episode could be helpful for you guys in that way and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about because you know if if i if i assume that our listener knows what the what these words mean i would be describing them differently so i'm gonna pretend that i'm talking to like my grandmother <laughs> right right yeah we're gonna we're gonna do a lesson here right to make it easy so maybe send this to your grandma and send this to your grandma <laughs> especially if you have a stoner grandma this is the one for the stoner grandmas shout, shout out, out to, to all the stoner grandmas yes snaps <laughs> for them okay i'm loving it i think okay uh, you should kick yeah. us off with our first term. Awesome. Okay, so our first term is turf. Turf. I've seen that. Turf. One. I've seen that. That a lot. is. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it stand for? So turf is an acronym. Mm. T E R F. It stands for trans exclusionary radical feminist now that's a, it that's has, a mouthful. right it, that is a mouthful which is why we call them turfs right. and Short um enough. right so turf is a term that you would uh refer to famously uh and topically jk rowling would be considered a turf mm. based upon her views towards specifically trans women mm-hmm because she is under the belief that, you know, under the, the false belief that trans women are not women and are, in fact, men parading around 
to be women for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Right. But, yeah. um, so they're exclusionary. You know, they're like, it's the people that exclude trans people as valid people. Right. And they call it their, it's under the guise of radical feminism that they're so feminist that they're like under their beliefs that they are protecting womanhood and that trans right. women existing is an attack on their womanhood and I that see. womanhood is inherently cis and that trans women oh, cannot man. experience that. Right. So, um, some of us who are actually feminist find that term pretty offensive because there's nothing radical or feminist about being exclusionary to trans people. So it has uh, changed that term Mm -hmm. to a um, rather more uh, fun acronym. You have, or this is like a, like a, the community the community i cannot i do not know from whence it came for sure but but it it was someone's idea someone's idea and and then it spread yeah yes and it spread for very very good reason um Mm -hmm. because like i said before they the person who the person who decided to change this or you know collective group whatever they wherever the idea came from decided that you know, it, it it truly wasn't feminist or radical to be exclusionary of trans people. So that uh, acronym no longer fit that group. Right. But so um, now we have a different acronym. Fart. Fart. F-A-R-T. F-A-R-T. And that stands for? And that stands for um, feminist appropriating ridiculous transphobe (laughs) because that's what they are they are appropriating feminists while being ridiculous transphobes and i like that much better i like calling jk rowling a fart much better (laughs) (laughs) that would make okay so i feel like i feel like that already was made made more sense to me right like what I thought I, what I thought that meant was not what I meant, what I thought it meant. I thought that meant that you have to have dysphoria to be trans, people that believe that. Oh, no, that's a, ooh, that's not even on our list. But since you brought it up, let's bring it up. That's, um, that is called transmedicalism. OK. Trans like transmedicalists. Yeah. Right. Transmedicalists um, think that transness is a condition to have right and um this i think this this stemmed from dysphoria being in the dsm-5 as a mental illness Mm -hmm. and um because uh, in the trans medicalist's mind one cannot be trans without having some kind of dysphoria right and because dysphoria is in the DSM-5, you know. Mm-hmm. The actual, like the medical right, it, definition of the right. illness. Right. Then logic would follow that 
under their belief, you know, one cannot be trans and um, not have this condition or whatever. So, right. So our our first term, I was wrong. <laughs> That's right. awesome. I thought these were like basic, but uh, not so much. Turfs, turfs are cis people who think that transness is, and like trans men are gender betrayers who were brainwashed by the patriarchy okay i see i got you you know i've got it i've got it now turfs are white women mostly right i have come across non-white turfs farts i'm sorry farts No, yeah, I got There's you. all kinds, there's all kinds of farts, but they're all cis women. <laughs> yes, I see. And the transmedicalists too. Now I feel like I understand what that word means too. Yeah, and transmedicalists uh, exist within trans the trans community. Yeah, that's that's one of an an in, intercommunity. I don't even know what to describe it's- it. Agitation, yeah, it's it's what it is. It's gatekeeping, saying you can't you can't be trans unless right X Y and Z. So no, I'm yeah, that's no, yeah, that's not nice. Right. Let's leave um let's leave that to the gender therapists and the psychologists whose job it is to help us on our gender journey. Yeah. And if you have nothing nice to say about someone's gender journey, then block them and keep your mouth shut. It's really that easy. Yeah. Just keeping you, you know, focus on your own deal. Not right. someone else's. Mind Another, your business. <laughs> very easy to, very easy to do it here. Yeah. Another, another acronym. What's the, what's our, we, we've got the AFAB, right? AFAB. AFAB. Assigned yeah. female at birth. Right. Yep. That's what that means. So you are born and, and given I'll, female because of your gen, genitalia. Genitalia. Yeah. But this can also be a misnomer because intersex people often get assigned right. a gender at birth. And that's also, you know, it's that's what it's supposed to mean. Like this was the gender I was assigned at birth. You don't know I could be intersex. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's so many ways that secondary sex characteristics and even primary sex characteristics can prevent themselves mm-hmm. in the human race. And despite what a lot of people like to argue, there's more than two ways for chromosomes to present themselves and right <laughs> human species as well so like yeah. intersex um someone could be yeah well, what does it mean to be intersex then right so it, it, intersex means you have any number of chromosomal combinations that isn't the typical mm-hmm. xx or xy compared to right. your assigned gender at birth it mm-hmm. could mean that you have di- um certain presenting physical characteristics that might be deemed abnormal or parallel right. to the way that we typically understand those things to be developed yeah. and like a combination you know, of right it could be any combination of things right. it could be someone who like there's some people who have no idea that they're intersex until they try to get pregnant and then they find out they have internal oh, ovaries see. or internal gonads or something you I know see. like yeah yeah 
And then, you know, it's not like that person was assigned female at birth, but. Right. That makes sense. And, and they're a female, like they're, a, they're a woman. They identify as a woman. Right. As far as they knew that they were cis and. Yeah. Just, I mean, technically they are, because if they were assigned female at birth, that's the definition of cisgender is being aligned with your assigned gender assigned at birth. Female, right. Yeah. So an intersex person can also be cis technically, but they are a part of the community. Right. And um, they do amount to the same amount of the population as trans people do, 2%. Yeah. Wow. Right. I didn't even know that. Yeah. A, and then so, the same thing as AFAB. There's like a Mab, which I mean, right. do people say that like that? I don't know. Do they? A Mab, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Or do if they you spell say, it out? If you say it out loud, yeah. So I mean, and that one is just obviously assigned male at birth. So the same right. thing as a Fab. It's just what you were assigned when you were birthed and became and alive into the world. Mm-hmm. And in an ideal world, that's they would mean exactly that, like. I would say that I'm AFAB and mm-hmm. you wouldn't assume that I had a vagina, but right. that's really what people understand it to mean. And so I think a lot of the times people don't like using that because mm-hmm. it's an immediate descriptor of what genitals Ooh, they see. were given. I see. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm still seeing it used, but I'm also still seeing people who don't like to use it for that reason. So. Yeah, I can't say I've ever used it to describe myself unless um yeah, no, I don't think I've ever used it to describe myself. So I guess that makes sense. Like because um you you would immediately be disclosing a lot about yourself that you may not want other people to know. Right. Or they don't need to know. Right. Unless you wanted it, them to. Yeah. I see. Right. If I'm in like a safe place yeah. and like I'm talking about my transness. Mm-hmm. I'll mention that I was assigned female at birth. I'm a trans man. I right. have a vagina. Yeah, that's we're, not we're something in a safe that conversation. Right, and I'm not. Um, yeah, and I'm speaking to people who I know want to hear me talk, and I I know people have bodies like mine, and yeah. um, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, right. So. Yeah. AMAB and AFAB. That's that. And uh we covered intersex what that was too. Yep. Um our next one. What you got? Trans mask. Trans mask. Yeah. Trans pretty, mask. Pretty much trans masculine. Yeah. So you're being trans. So you're a person who identifies as trans. And it's just describing whether you're more masculine or more feminine. In your transness, which doesn't define your transness, doesn't make you trans to be one or the other. But it's some way you can describe yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Bo? How'd I do? I love that. Yeah? Yeah, great job. That's what I understood. Some people, some people might not want to call themselves a trans man. Right. Like, man, that's a really hard binary word. Yeah, especially you if know? you're non-binary, yeah. Right. So there can be trans mask, non-binary people, trans feminine, non-binary people, because, because what? Because non-binary people do not owe you androgyny. (laughs) Uh, They don't have to, they are living their own lives. Right. And non-binary people can also identify as trans masculine while also dressing feminine. Right. 
It's, it's just <laughs> what it is. It's their journey and they how they want to describe it. Right. They're just close. They yeah. don't tell us who I mean, we yeah, are. Yeah, really. That's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a cardigan with a fire demon on them that does not say anything about me as a person. <laughs> it's just what I'm wearing. I'm yeah. just, I like the sweater. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So right. then we've got MTF and FTM, which are a little easier to explain. Easy, right. Easier on the male Very to female. Very similar. And female to male. Right. I do That's feel also... like those three letters are very disclosing. Right. Also, in the same way that AMAB and AFAB are kind of in a way. Right. Because you're, you're, you're disclosing, you're assigned the whole gender journey. at birth. Right. Yeah. Well. Um, but do some people do describe themselves that way? Yeah. I don't, I've, I haven't seen anyone uh, take issue with the MTF or FTM mm -hmm. um, acronym. And in fact, I see people use it a lot as like um, a clarifier yes. because people will be like, <laughs> you know, you'll say that you're transgender and then, you know, they'll be like, well, which. <laughs> like, right. This is a great what? opportunity to say, to explain the transgender umbrella. Right. Okay. So the umbrella covers a group of people. So you are, can be trans under this umbrella. If you're you, female to male or male to female or. Female to non-binary or yeah. intersex to non-binary or intersex to like, male or intersex journeys, to female. <laughs> yeah. All these different journeys and combinations, but they're all still under the umbrella of of transgender i think that's and that's why you often see the asterisk yes because that covers the whole thing like it covers it's it's saying we are like you know cover we're yeah. covering a broad amount of people and i think that's a lot something a lot of people don't really understand maybe even in the community but also in family members of the community they don't understand that being trans like there's what really covers being trans and what's really under that umbrella mm -hmm. yeah and I think a lot of the people who are even even transphobes, you know, deserve to have um, the knowledge <laughs> to yeah. use their words correctly. And I feel like, um, especially with me personally, um, now that I've been on testosterone for a long amount of time, mm -hmm. the um, the hate that I get when I do get hate is way more affirming than it ever was <laughs> because. They see beard and man, so they think, right. and and they see like trans, right? So they think that I was assigned male at birth, and right. they think I'm right. MTF. They think I'm MTF trans, but they don't consider like that trans, like what transition does. Yeah. <laughs> so, they don't really so understand like, or know. Right. They don't know. Guessing. So they don't. They don't know these words. They're just guessing. They're just throwing yeah. them out there. Right. So we're just gonna um, type it and send it. Right. So MTF and FTM is just a little clarifier. That's true. That's true. Non-binary. Um, I feel like the word non-binary. I didn't know that N-B-E-N-B-Y -E -E or 
the letters N and the letter B. I didn't know that all three of those things were the same thing until yeah. like a couple months ago, even. I don't know. I just never connected the words. And then once I said it out loud and I was like, how did I not get that? That was that's how I, yeah, that's how I found it. My friend was using NB, E-N-B-Y. And I was like, like we were typing, you know, texting or whatever. And I was like, NB, what the fuck? NB? NB. And then, NB, and NB. then she messaged me N, N B. Right. And I was like, oh, because I always used N B before, and yes. I was like, oh my god, that's so cute. I yeah. love that. It's so cute. <laughs> it's a cute way to describe it in a different word. What does it mean? It. Non-binary, Bo. Non-binary means that you exist somewhere in between the two. Binary, meaning two, um, the two binary genders, mm -hmm. which are male, not male, man, right. man and woman. Right. So woman being over here, man being on the opposite side. Right. If this was a spectrum, non-binary yeah. people exist all in between. All in between those little. All in between. Lines. Which yes. all, yeah, so in between, they may not in between. he, that's why they may often use pronouns other than he, him, and she, her. Right. They might use they, them, mm -hmm. which is grammatically correct. I don't care what you say. We use it <laughs> it's all the been, time. It's been a singular pronoun since the mid, um, since the medieval era. So, Yeah. And what are some pronouns that uh, some, so they, like they, them, they, well, I'm right. they, them, theirs. They, them, theirs. Yeah. yeah. So they, them, theirs is really like the only like existing kind of neutral pronoun mm -hmm. um, that can be used for a singular person. So that's really broad. Um, well, not broad. It's really limiting, you know? Okay, so um, for the need with uh, with the need for more expression, I think, or just like more coverage, like more words, words to describe ourselves. Right. Yeah. Um, then came neo pronouns. Mm -hmm. And neo pronouns are words, literally neo meaning new pronouns new pronouns so these were words that did not exist before right but are they exist now mm -hmm. and they're pronouns that um new pronouns that people right. use to describe their gender um or their lack thereof or a combination right. thereof right. and um there can be there is like a lot of them yeah. <laughs> so I'm obviously not going to go through all of them. Um, right. Like top but, three. Right. Yeah. So like the top, top three, three other than they that top three from this are non-binary or right. it's important to note that combination is allowed. Yeah, absolutely. There's, allowed. You can uh, you can like multiple. Right. There's so many people that um, switch their pronouns like. There's bi-gender people that switch their pronouns based on their gender identity that day. There's, you know, 
gender fluid people that switch it up or have multiple or like it when you use, you know, three different ones in the same paragraph, you know, like, right. There's all different ways. Yeah. But the, the top three examples of neo pronouns, um, I hope I say them right. <laughs> They're yeah. Z, Zier, Zers, and that's spelled with an X. So like X-E for Z, X-I-R for Zier, and X-I-R-S for Zers. And then there's this one is spelled with a Z. Yeah. Or Z, Z for you non-American people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also Z, Zier, Zers. But so when you Z. say it out loud, it's pronounced the same, but it's just written different. Is that true? Right. So okay. the first one, it's all the same spelling, except the first letter is an X or a Z. I see. And then the third one is Faye, F-A-E, Fair, F-A-E-R, and Fairs, F-A-E-R-S. So this I is like just that a, one. That one's so pretty. It's like a, it's like a, just a variety of, a variety of pronouns to choose from that aren't so binary aren't right so and there's other ones limited. there's so many other ones yeah i see what, yeah okay so those so those are some other ones that people can choose or in combination with the ones they're using now right exactly yeah all right cool cool we've got cisgender i've got that i that's that's something that I feel like even cisgender people don't know that they are cisgender people. Like you almost have yeah. to educate them that that is what they are. And then I've had people react and be like, I don't identify as anything. And I'm like, what are you saying? Like, wait, wait, no. Like, let me explain this to you. And you're like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay. Then yeah, I definitely am. And I'm like, okay, well now we know. Okay. Yeah. This is a word. I had that. I had that before, and I'm actually seeing that a lot now. It's like, and cisgender it's like is one CIS. of them. CIS, right? CIS gender, and um, so yeah, I've I've seen a growing number of cisgender people getting very offended at being called cisgender, and they seem to um really not understand or grasp the concept of what it actually means. And I think they're comparing it with transgender, which would right. be a good comparison because the two words are the same in that they describe a group of people. Yeah, and, and describing gender. So they have the same, right. they rhyme, they're in the same close to their like, okay, no, I'm not any of those things. But right. really they are. Cisgender is aligning what you will if if you align with what you're assigned at birth right so if you are assigned female at birth and you feel female and that means that you are aligning with the birth that you were assigned mm -hmm. the birth yeah so your sex the, that you were the gender at birth yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, this right, is token so trans like don't forget people like we are stoned like and you should be smoking with us if you enjoy that and if you don't i'm glad you're here too me too me too okay so that was cisgender oh yeah so yep. cisgender so it's all it is is an adjective guys yeah. it's just a way to describe 
the kind of woman that you are or the kind of man that you are. Just like transgender is the way to describe the kind of man that I am or the right. kind of man that Aaron is or exactly. the kind of woman that a trans woman is. Right. You know? Yep. Or the guy, you know, it's yeah. it's just it's really not that hard. And it's really not um it's really not offensive. And I see the argument being that like I'm a woman. I'm not cisgender. I'm a woman. Right. Okay. But it's a well then type if you of want woman us, that you are. Right. And if you want us to eliminate cisgender, then we also have to eliminate transgender. And that means right. that transgender women are just women. And I don't think that's what you want. That's so not, that's the opposite of what you're yelling at us. So right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's cisgender. We that's got cisgender. Dead naming. Dead naming. Some sometimes people you may hear someone say, You deb named me. Right. You're like, I did. Also called, also might be called birth name because some people, right. So dead, dead name. um, Oh yeah. Dead naming. The, the act of dead naming is when you use someone's previous name that they no longer identify with or go by. That they've expressed to you that they are no longer using. Yes. This is only applicable if the person knows the new name and knows not to use the old name how that makes you feel right um so sometimes when a trans person transitions they change their name because oftentimes the name that they were given at birth can be very gendered in one way or the other and they may not want to keep it or they may want to keep it right um in the case that they do not want to keep it Oftentimes, not always, they will essentially rid themselves of their previous name. They will no longer want to be called by it. And it's it's very important. Right. It's dead to them. Therefore, it's a dead name. Now, some people some people don't identify with the term dead name for their birth name. Right. Because um, dead name it um, kind of suggests that the person whose name that was is dead. And some people don't like to think of their previous selves as having died with their transition, but rather yeah. were just given a new life. Right. So we're the same person. Yeah. Right. But dead naming someone and birth naming someone can be equally as traumatizing for the person on the receiving end. Right. And um, typically uh hopefully across my fingers it's not done maliciously or with intent right but rather from someone new to the new name and um hopefully they would correct themselves immediately but and also in other cases some people from someone's past could be malicious and have the information of their dead name or birth name and use that maliciously and right. in that in that case, it would be called dead naming, which is, you know, a pretty harmful act. Right. That really it, it can really emotionally fuck someone up, even if it may not seem like a big deal to you. It is a big deal to them. And it's kind of like an emotional punch in the face. Even after all these years, if I meet someone with my dead name, it punches me in the face. And I'm like, I'm like. It's in my throat and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I for- I wasn't listening to the last sentence you said because I was processing the first two things that you said to me. So yeah, dead naming is in is definitely 
is, is definitely a big deal for trans people. So I'm glad we I'm glad we covered that one for them to be able to know. It's not it's not so it's not nice. Another not it's nice. Not nice. Not nice one. Another not nice one. It's not nice. Kind of like if outing. you're grand, right? Yes, kind of like outing. Um, outing is another kind of malicious act if done intentionally, and also like if not done intentionally, it could ruin someone's life. You could really ruin someone's life. You could get you could have violence acted upon someone unknowingly by outing them, and. Outing is the act of disclosing the information that you have of someone's gender identity or sexual orientation when they have not yet disclosed that information publicly themselves. Right. You're telling them for them, no matter who's in the room. Right. And this could be something as simple as this is Aaron. He's my trans friend. Right. I don't know if you want them to know that you're trans. Right. Yeah. I might not feel comfortable in that space for them to know that. That's a, that's a lot of disclosing information and I'm not really trying to get intimate with these people in that way. So you got to know that that is intimate. That's the intimate knowledge. That's not really yours to, well, it's not, it's not yours to share. It's not yours to share or yeah. So it's important to sh- to know that you outing you can't you can't just immediately hey hey this is my trans friend Bo you can't say it like it's it's not right. nice not nice and um this is a good time to bring this up since we're talking about dead naming and outing so before I came out I was living with my grandparents who were rather phobic and I was lying about being on testosterone, I told Mm -hmm. them that the injections were an asthma medication. Mm -hmm. And um, my friends all knew I was out to all my friends and I was not out to my grandparents. Mm -hmm. So in front of my grandparents, I needed to be dead named and misgendered, which Mm -hmm. is another another vocab term. Um, Or they use the wrong pronoun. Right. When you use the wrong pronoun knowingly or accidentally, and hopefully they immediately correct themselves. But so my my friends who knew me as Bo and who knew me as he, him, Mm -hmm. and who would come over so that we could all swim in the pool. Yeah. Would have to would have to dead name me and misgender me for my safety in front of you. Right. In front of me, because I told them to. I gave them this strict instruction to do this if you're going to come over yeah right if i get starting if uh my grandparents start to hear me called Bo and he and dude and all this stuff they'd be like what the fuck right and i was not ready for that and even even if you are so sure that they would be affirmed in the company present or welcomed and all that in the company present, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. No, that is not your information. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. So that's kind of like, well, what about, what about that's kind of like stealth, right? It's kind of like the other way around. Yeah. Like, so stealth, stealth is when a trans person does not disclose that they are trans to anyone. Um, They've likely had all their 
all their documents changed over yep. to reflect the correct gender marker that they have and and the correct uh, name that they go by. Right. They've likely been on hormone replacement therapy for a while. Um, they may or may not have had surgeries, gender affirming surgeries, and or they may they, bind, or they may bind to be more stuff. Um, Right, to be more stealth. And that is when they go under the radar, when people who come into them, their their contacts on a daily basis would assume that they are the gender that they present as, or that they would assume that they are cisgender and not transgender. Right. And um, people may want to do this for many reasons. I think the main one is um, safety and comfort. Definitely safety and comfort. Absolutely. You there's you don't have to always, you don't want to always be answering those questions and always, you know, that may not be something that makes you feel comfortable or even makes you feel safe, you know, and maybe in the workplace or maybe at home or anywhere like that. And at mm-hmm. this point, I think it's a kind of way to tie in the word passing too. In this point, a lot of times the people that are are able to live stealthily where no one knows that they are trans, they are passing as their preferred gender and passing is where they someone else perceives you as the gender that you feel affirmed as right so you're you're passing as cis right which whatever it's gross it's more like appealing to other people instead of like what do you like to wear? What makes you comfortable? Right. But some it, would say that I do not pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I pass. I have a pretty high voice and I'm dropping it now that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wear like girly things in pink, obviously. And I don't know. That doesn't mean. Um, it. It doesn't mean, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Even if I don't pass as a man, um, guess what? I still am. (laughs) Doesn't mean the damn thing, really, because that's your opinion of me, right? And like, I'm I'm working on myself and me and what I like about myself. And that's that's what Bo likes about himself. So, you know, you can fuck off about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, otherwise... Like when people are hateful to people like that, it can cause dysphoria. Dysphoria. To trans people. And gender dysphoria is a very important term to describe the discomfort of your identity and how you feel as a person not aligning with your assigned gender at birth. Is that true, Bo? Yeah, that is true. And you know, um, this is semantics. Yeah. You are correct. No, yeah, please but, teach me. I want to know more. Um, <sighs> dysphoria can come in in many different forms. You know, mm-hmm. um, we've talked about this in previous episodes that, um. I had, I had, because I had top surgery, chest dysphoria, um, but I do not have dysphoria about my genitals. 
Right. Why did I, I look down and point? Look down like you're like they're right there. You're just looking at him. He's right there. <laughs> no, I don't have dysphoria. You, yeah, you don't have dysphoria about. Right. So it's not so much my assigned gender of birth. I see. I see. Yeah. It's the, it's really, you know, if we're going to break it down, if we're going to get a little maybe pseudo intellectual about it. Do it. (laughs) Um, Because my dysphoria isn't centered around my vagina. Right. um, It's really centered around how I am perceived by others. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel comfortable in the box labeled woman. Mm-hmm. And Whoa, I just got I, like a weird chill. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was right. That's just for I, <laughs> I was cool having the little, you know, vagina purse they gave me. You know, that was right. cool. But once they stuck me in the woman box, I was like, yeah. eh. no. Not what I was thinking. <laughs> that's not, that's, that wasn't the vibe we were going for. Yeah, no, I don't like this club. Like, let's go somewhere else. And then I walked next door with my little vagina purse and I walked into the the man club and I was like, wait, wait. this is nice. Uh, this is just fine. Uh, so yeah, so your dysphoria didn't have anything to do with your assigned gender at birth. Your dysphoria right. is just your discomfort. With being perceived as a woman. Right. Because that wasn't your box that you wanted to be in. Right. It wasn't my box. And also, you know, it's hard to imagine, especially when you've had um, one body for so long and you also didn't have the language or the knowledge of like surgeries or affirming garments Mm -hmm. or any of that. Um, And when you're a teenager, or at least me, when I was a teenager, I was allowed to express myself very masculine you know like i was a a tomboy and um that right and that kind of you know that was affirming i liked being a tomboy yeah i remember that i'm like fuck yeah yeah, i am right yeah i remember that yeah call me a tomboy again say that again a tomboy (laughs) (laughs) something's close here i can just my pronouns are my pronouns are tom she tom her (laughs) And your dysphoria. Oh, right. So my dysphoria really increased as I, um, as my chest did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you felt your dysphoria. Right. And people think, um, you know, anti-trans people would say that that's like a phase that like every child developing would have that feeling of being uncomfortable in their newly developing body. And I get that. But then I was 30 with 48 double D's. I'm still feeling that way. Yeah. And I've been on testosterone for like five years. So. And I have a beard and these big fat titties. And it's just uncomfortable, bro. Uh, yeah, I, I get you. I get you. I got you. And that's why a lot of people use binding, right? Another binding. term we got to help with their dysphoria with their yeah. chest. So specifically with their chest, they'll use uh, traditional style binders or trans tape, stuff like that, to be able to use their 
chests and secure their chests in a way where they don't bounce around, but it's not a bra where it's helping enhance them because that is like the complete opposite of what we're trying to do. Back in the right. day, people would bind with duct tape and ace bandages and go all the way around and it was just horrible. It's horrible for your body. It's horrible for your organs. Your body wasn't designed to be like that. So we've worked there's been people working very hard to find different solutions for people to bind in more safe ways, not going all the way around, just securing the tissue to the sides or using compression garments that are safe and designed for binding specifically. Amen, brother. Yeah. Or build it. Or you could pack, right? So yeah. you have dysphoria on top, but you also can have dysphoria down below. Right. Or you could just enjoy the art of packing, which is using a phallic object to appear as a male bulge. Is that true? A penis, a penis-shaped stress ball. Shove it down your pants. <laughs> a sock. A sock. A sock. Yeah, yeah. a sock. Sock is a good mm -hmm. one. Yeah. It's a great one. Pretty much anything to have a bulge appear for an, a self-affirming purpose yeah that helps your dysphoria is that true yeah that is true My and God. i think that packing is super personal we're like oh yeah we're like binding i think is really for like how you perceive me mm -hmm. you know like i need this flat chest because if i go tits forward you know it's gonna i'm gonna be not perceived like a man it's but i will outed Right. But I will if I have a flatter chest. Right. So, but like packing for me as, as someone with no bottom dysphoria. Right. Um, it's pointless to me uh -huh. with no bottom dysphoria. Right. Because I don't have any bottom dysphoria. And I think that that's. But there's um, no really no purpose. Right. And it's not a perceived. I'm like, no one is looking at my crotch. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No one is looking so hard at everyone's crotch unless they're fucking weirdo. And if they're looking that hard, you got other problems to worry about. <laughs> other <concerns laughs> like, that you should probably check out. Yeah, right? I agree. It's more of an intimate thing. I mean, like you were there's like it's literally what's in your pants and like what you chose to put in your pants. Like right. it's very intimate knowledge. Like I like if I were sometimes when I pack, I don't like when I pack specifically, I don't want anyone to be able to see that it's there. I don't want you right. to know it's there mainly because I'm very out. I, I'm not living a stealth life. So for me, I'm uncomfortable with that. But if my wife reaches for me and I want it to be there, I'm going to have it be there. You know, oh, that's for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, that's sir. that's between me and my wife, right? But that's not for yes, you know these random people to, you know, to identify. That's just you know that's not for them. It's more for for me. What happens in your marital bed is between you, your wife, and the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. The very last <laughs> vocab word we got for you guys today is tuck. Tucking both explain tucking for me. So tucking is like in the same category as packing. Like it's a gender affirming thing to do um, for your bottom half. And yeah. so trans women um, 
are typically assigned male at birth and that usually means they have external genitalia right and um tucking is a way to kind of flatten it out flatten out the bulge so that it appears as though they do not have external genitalia there anymore yeah it's, it's, it's for them they don't want that to be showing right um and that that can be done with uh garments same as like how a traditional binder is a gender affirming garment. There are right. gender affirming garments for tucking called gaffs, yep. which can also have like a seam going up the middle to kind of simulate the vulva shape. Right. Um, if yeah. you're wearing like something very tight and maybe you want to be um, perceived differently. Mm-hmm. And there's also um, tape that you can use for tucking, especially for tucking, um, including trans tape. And um, yeah, there's also uh, like uh, the swim swim bottoms that you can get that are kind of like gaffs that oh, do that. Yes, and I've seen those. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's an affirming way for you to be able to present as you like. Yeah, and it can also extremely help with their dysphoria as well. Yeah, and um, like with anything. That compresses your body. It's important to be safe when applying and make sure you do your research. Absolutely. Follow the rules if there's any rules with application and where. Take breaks. Take breaks. Yep. Absolutely. You want to be safe. We want you to be as safe as possible. You know, we love you guys. We like. We need you happy and healthy and here. At your best self. And we are here to help you do that. So I hope I hope these vocab words were helpful for you today. I know they were helpful for me. And so I'm glad we were uh, recorded this conversation and we weren't just having this conversation. And I'm yeah. glad you guys were here for our conversation. And if you have some words or <laughs> some some nice words or some helpful, educational, friendly words, definitely vocab drop words. Them. Yeah, help us below. Drop them below. Let us uh, learn from each other. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Leave a comment if your grandma listened. Oh my God, yes. If you're a grandma who listened or if your grandma said they did listen, an extra special gold star goes to you. And we love you just as much as everyone else, but a little bit extra. A little bit, a little bit extra. A little bit extra. Enjoy your guys' week. We love you. And we will see you in the next next one. one. Bye-bye.